0: Is real, kipper, and board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Wherever we find you, Sportsnet 590 The Fan, our YouTube channel, Sportsnet Now, iTunes, Spotify, on the 401 Don Valley Parkway.
1: <laughs> right. Anywhere. Do people still listen in their cars? I don't.
0: Yes, of course they do.
1: (laughs) I guess that's important. I feel like podcast is like the the go-to method.
0: Just close your eyes right now and envision someone stuck in construction traffic right now cursing and going, thank God I got real Kipper and Bourne. We got you. We got you. We got tons to
1: talk about today. So sit
0: back and relax. Stick it in park. You're not going anywhere. (laughs) I'm actually the worst when it comes to...
2: When I'm stuck in traffic, I just get so pissed off that, like, I just, like, turn everything off in rage sometimes. Like, I was like, yeah. no sound, no music, just stew. I hate traffic so much. I am the worst. My wife's same way. I What are you going to do? You just
1: sit there and, I'm I I'm like,
0: know. I, if, if there's an open pylon, I'll go through it. <laughs> like, if it's knocked over, I'm like, oh, that, that, I, I didn't see that I'm not allowed in this lane. For me, it's like, I'm I sorry. feel
1: like I'm so busy. It's like an excuse to just sit there for a bit. I mean, that's... It's a suppressing thing no, to say, but it's like, it's like a moment of like, I'm just going to uh, listen here, to music. Can
2: I, can I say something to you that one of my, the great pleasures in my life is the 20 minutes I'm underground on my way here on the subway every day? No cell service. No cell service. So I'll you know I'll read a book, listen to a podcast. I just... I'm... There's,
1: no one can get you. Me. You're almost Ben Affleck. The best 10 minutes of my day are when I park my car before I get to your door. Isn't <laughs> no. that a line from uh, Goodwill Hunting? No. Uh, I think it is. It's a great movie. Yeah, it is. So, yeah. I do
0: like the subway, though. Yeah? I, 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 probably 80% of the time, I, uh, I take it to the Scotiabank arena.
1: Turn the brain off. You get mobbed by fans. Well, mobbed is a different word now on the TTC, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. We've gone through
0: a little bit of a bad stretch. My wife's like, you're not taking the TTC. Oh, jeez. Okay? Someone's going to push you. <laughs> my and wife's like, like,
2: definitely take the TTC. <laughs> my- <laughs> left people
0: I'm on th- there now. I guess the <laughs> like Kipper staying home. Hey, hey, if, if anyone's doing pushing, <laughs> it's <laughs> Kipper's me. Kipper's leading the push. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, don't worry about that. Yeah. No, but uh, we are uh, glad everybody's listening yes. wherever you are uh, and, and arriving safely and uh, all in one piece. Hey, quick one before we get into hockey. All right. Tiger Woods about to play his first competitive
2: golf round of the year today at um, his course, at uh, his tournament, Genesis at Riviera. Yeah. I'm setting the over-under at 74.5 for a round today. Are you guys taking the over or the under?
1: And just imagine not being a Tiger believer. Like he said, he made some comment, like, I wouldn't play in this tournament like as a ceremonial golfer. Well, like, yeah, he, but, but he says his. that all the
0: tournament, there is a, a sense that, come on, I'm going to help my own tournament. Yeah, I got. I I got. uh, He owns it, doesn't he?
1: I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means. He's the host. He's the host,
0: but he's got stake in one or two. And one of the main reasons why you would never get Rory or Tiger on the live side is because they have ownership stake in the PGA.
2: Yeah, but I mean, they mentioned in the new documentary that. He got offered seven hundred million dollars to go to live. Tiger, tiger did, it. yeah.
1: Seven
2: hundred <laughs> million <laughs> <laughs> dollars. Anyways, that's Just right. before you so hit one under off the first over.
0: Under for
1: me, Ti- yeah. Yep. You said under. Yeah, I'm yeah. a tiger fan. He, he won't. Im- would
0: seventy six embarrass him? No, nope.
2: I think that's what I'm going to say too. Seventy six for me. Okay.
0: Okay. I'll say seventy six.
1: I would say that of all sport things. The, the the team or whatever that I root, I have rooted for the most in my life is Tiger Woods. I know he's not an awesome guy. I'm aware of his, like, history. I know he's a weird dude, whatever. I was just, like, of the age when I was golfing. I was, like, 16 when he was hit coming up. The,
2: hit me at the perfect time. Right. Yes. So I just have been a Tiger. I would say he is my favorite athlete of all time.
1: Yeah, I would say he is mine, too. And, I, yep. again, I'm aware of what Tiger. Listen, they're all bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> there is no Mother <laughs> Teresa on the court out there. <laughs> All right,
0: uh, we will mention your book today because it's four years that you're uh, sober, which yes. is uh, a great anniversary for you. Congratulations on that! Thanks, Congratulations on Down and Back, which is off to a great start. Number one in sports on Amazon—that is so cool because Woo-hoo. my name's on the back of the book, I think somewhere. <laughs> that's a help, and that's why it's, it's it's moving without a doubt. So we'll we'll touch base on that. Uh, a little later on in the show, let's nice, just bud. go to uh the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Chicago Blackhawks. Yes. That's the way it's supposed to kind of work out when you're considered one of the better teams in the National Hockey League against one of the worst teams in the National Hockey League. That's that's being a pro last night.
1: Sammy said 9-1, and there was a moment in the first period, I think when the goal got dis- disallowed to make it 4-1 or something, mm-hmm. where I was like... It might get there. Like, it just looked like an absolute lopsided affair. It did not get there. It actually was fairly close to my 5-1 prediction, 5-2 in the end. But, yeah, not, not much of a hockey game there. I'll be honest. I, I said to you, Kipper, yeah. there's not much more to say after that game than there was no game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're going to try. We got two hours here. You but, know, like,
0: we, we can't do it justice last night, that, that hockey game. Let's let Sheldon Keefe tell us. No kidding. Exactly.
3: What he thought of last night's game. Frankly speaking, it's, it's a game we're not going to evaluate too much in terms of <laughs> anything good, anything bad. We're going to watch it and move on. Enjoy a day off tomorrow and get ready for Montreal.
4: See, uh,
0: to me, that's one of his best Kippers Clipper of the year. Way to go, Sheldon. Because he ain't fooling anyone. That game last night from the Chicago Blackhawks' side... <laughs> Was embarrassing.
1: I no pushback for me. Like it no, a, it was a joke. Quite frankly,
0: it was embarrassing. W- like would you have wanted that? Them- is not a product there.
1: <sighs> it's not a good look for the league to come bring that team into Toronto and. You're asking people to pay.
0: Three hundred bucks and I'm watching Peter Mrazek behind the net looking like a scene out of the three Stooges where they're boink boink. Like <laughs> the only thing missing are the the sound bites from the three stooges. Peter when Mrazek he tried brought to you
1: by Slide Whistles. It, it, uh,
0: it's like that's not an NHL team last night. That was uh what is it? Rockport? what Rockport? Their, yeah, yeah, their, their yeah, American yeah. League team? Yeah. Rockport or Rock, Rockford? Rockford Rockford. Icehawks. Rockford
2: Ice hogs, right? The the Rockford Ice Ports?
0: they? are shoes, aren't they? (laughs) (laughs) Aren't those Sammy's? They are, yeah. Sammy's wearing on his feet right now. Yeah, the Rockport. (laughs) The Rockport's? But come on, that's not. And and Sheldon's completely right. You think I'm going to tell you how hard our team worked or you're going to tell me how structurally sound we were? At least Sheldon's smart enough to go, all right, let's move on.
1: Yeah, no, the, uh, credit for acknowledging it for what it was. And, and as you mentioned, they took care of business. But it just, there was no pushback in the physical sense, in the defensive sense. Like, it was just...
2: I, I thought, you know, they've played some bad teams this year, right? Like, we've yeah. come in here and talked about how bad, you know, Columbus has looked at times in the Anaheim game where they won set. Was it 7-0 they yeah. beat Anaheim? And there's teams that they've played against. But I can't remember one that looked... So shockingly, with lack of effort, lack of pushback, lack of anything—you know—at least Columbus was trying. Like they were, they were skating hard, and they were big, and they were leaning on guys. It's like Chicago just had no that, that element was, of anything. Yeah,
0: that, that was a legit uh, uh, effort yes. and a legit win yes. against a Leaf that, the Leaf team that on that particularly, on that particular Saturday night, they were outmatched physically. Like yeah. that was legit.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I, I don't know, would you like to see Chicago, be you know, fight? Or, you know what I mean, like just some sort of like, you know, some pushback. What are the expectations on that team? Everyone knows the losing is okay. It's such a bizarre way to go through the rest of the year, just going through the motions the way they did last night.
0: Yeah. All right, we'll get into Chicago a little bit more too because uh, I want to revisit uh, some Pat Kane conversation with you guys. Uh, let's go to Sheldon Keefe on on what he saw out of his players.
3: We've been talking to our guys a lot, you know, about uh, taking charge. You know, like they, we've a lot of these guys have been playing together for a long time now. They have a sense of what the structure is, and they know, you know, they know what they can do, and they get the information on face offs, and um, um, you know, but they have a lot of flexibility to call call the plays and get organized themselves. And that's what you want. You want, you want the players out there taking charge. You know they, they have a sense. They have a feel. Obviously, that's the start of the game. But you know, when you're in the game, you have a sense of your opponents. You have a sense of the timing. Um, you know They have a feel for things that coaches just can't, we can't replicate that. And you need to be able to take charge out there. If you can watch any, any experience and um, championship caliber team, You know their they're, they're people are taking charge of different situations, uh, and that's what you'll, you'll love, to see those guys take that initiative and execute.
1: Right out of the gates, Blackhawks. Hey, eh? way to go, fellas. <laughs> but it was a great play, you know, great awareness on the Leafs part, but shouldn't happen. Uh, well, what, the nine seconds in? Right.
2: Well, the guy that everybody was linking to the Leafs just blows a shoe immediately. <laughs> like, <laughs> fell down wide open lane for Willie.
1: Uh, here's my chance to prove myself it to the lips. Leafs. <laughs>
2: He, how many times did McCabe fall down last night? I wouldn't say it was yeah. a good audition for him at no. all.
0: No, uh, absolutely not. Okay, we'll pick up on uh, on the players taking charge with Sheldon Keefe on uh, his star attraction returning last night, Austin Matthews.
3: Yeah, I thought he was good, especially early in the game, you know, like when we had to really gain control. I thought our top two, both of the two lines, I thought when they were on the ice, I thought it was there was – pretty big gap Uh, the ice was tilted for sure Um, and and Austin in particular I thought had some real good jump earlier you know loved the goal I thought he had some other good plays too you know I thought as the as the emotion of the game sort of um, dipped in the second half of the game I you know I thought everybody was just okay from there but you're just trying to get out of the game
0: Willie Nylanders Nine seconds in, scores his goal, the fourth fastest goal to start a game in Leaf history. I think he credited after the game Austin a little bit for maybe a set play. A set play. Yep. Which is great when it works. Mm -hmm. I'm not a huge fan of, shall I say, the stretch look, which I saw quite a bit of last night out of Willie Nylander. Mm -hmm. And he's good. And I get all of that. And uh, very instrumental sometimes on a four check. I I get all of that. I get the career year. I'm still not a hundred percent comfortable with the amount of times I see him trying to get behind D and I'll use the term that I've used since I've heard it since I was seven years old cherry pick
1: yeah I guess there's two ways to look at you know that sort of stretch play because I don't entirely disagree with you that you know I think it's against the good teams how often are you going to get behind you know Hedman and whoever and get a breakaway
0: so excellent point JB can you imagine now starting game one in Austin saying hey let's try that set play where you get behind uh Hedman not McCabe and you get behind Hedman and I'm like Like that's not those type of scenarios are, are should not be in your equation. But they view against it, those top teams.
1: It's not going to happen like that. But I think the team views it as stretching them out, forcing that those deep hair the, back. The
0: problem is, is when it doesn't get completed, you are actually like in traffic. You, you're out of the play. Mm-hmm. You are the last man back. If there is any turnover, it's guaranteed to be an odd man rush because you got caught on the wrong side. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't have the stats on who leads the league in breakaways. But my I guess remember would, once
1: we did it in season, he was tops. Willie him
0: would be right at the top. Yeah, This guy is constantly looking for it, which, again, uh, when it's completed and – when you can go in nine seconds to start a game, uh, you look fantastic. It's when it's not completed that i'm I'm worried about in the first round
1: yeah i you know I think the you know the idea that I just mentioned can work in the sense that, okay will you don't want to let Willie fly behind you if you're the opposing team, right? So someone has to honor that. you can't just let him be back there, so if you're able to make plays underneath that. And work your way up the ice and give yourself a little bit more room, that's fine. But when you're actually trying to complete the pass to him and it's not gonna work most of the time, it's tough. You know, you saw Sheldon talk about when he plays wing versus center. They like when he's on wing because he can kind of do this and stretch them out rather than be
2: Yeah. When he's going, he's going, right?
0: Oh, when he was going.
1: Yeah. But
0: like how many times have we seen Mitch Marner come close to having a breakaway. like, And how many times does he try to sneak in behind like that? Yeah, they're just totally not, different players. But it's not in his equation, right. right? Because Mitch doesn't... It's a gamble. Let's say what it is. Yeah, For, a- for Willie to go out and try to yeah. get behind D is what you hope in the best circumstances, a calculated gamble. You watch the discipline of of Mitch Marner play the game, you'll 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 hardly ever see him cheat anywhere, anywhere. Yeah,
1: and that's fine. But I do feel like we're it's like an apples to oranges comparison because like Neilander is just a different thing. He's a different entity in the yeah. way he creates and produces and what he does to his but, team and the opposing team. You're a head coach. Sh- uh, Sheldon can
0: can kind of curtail that though. If he wants to. If he wants but to. But do you
1: think that you want to stop Willie Nylander from breakaway hunting as one of the... You we're talking yeah, about guys getting do. the second most in the league in yeah. breakaways at, is a negative thing. At,
0: at times, I, I would like to see it yeah. curtailed. Maybe it's situational. Maybe it's uh, being up one goal and trying to protect the lead. Yeah. And no, don't want to see it.
1: Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Like, hey... You, you know, that's a good question about whether Willie has that sense or whether the coach has to go to him, they're up a goal, and say, hey, can you just stop doing that? I think it all doesn't it also have
2: a lot to do with who he's playing with. Like, in terms of if he's playing with Tavares, I think he's got to be way more conscious in terms of coming back in the zone. But when you're playing with Austin Matthews, a guy that's one of the best defensive centers in the league, like, we've talked about all his stats. Like, I I want him cheating a little bit. Like, he's got support. Matthews is down low. Like, mm-hmm. He's pretty smart at getting in the puck. They tried it last night with like the breakaway pass, guy, and they had the set play. Like, I have enough trust in Austin's defense that I want a guy who's elite speed and
1: scoring. I think is it's a great question. Out. It's a great question. Do you want this guy to be playing yes. that way? Yeah, I do. You know? I, I mean, I do. Yeah. So if you think I'm the only one
0: <laughs> oh, <yeah>. who might <laughs> talk about Willie cherry picking a little bit too much. Let's listen to one of his teammates describe Willie Nylander.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, he's,
1: it uh, feels like he's very hungry out there. He's working hard. He's um, back checking, finally, uh, sometimes. But uh, <laughs> no, but he's great. That was that's, Rasmus
0: Sandin on Willie Nylander. That's a guy
1: who goes for cocktails in Mexico with his buddy just getting a barb in, right? Love, like
2: back checking. Finally. finally. Yeah,
1: he's just being playful. Finally. No, <laughs> yeah. no. Oh, hundred no, percent. That's oh, no. me and a buddy, me being like, you know, Sammy over here. Well, I don't back check. So uh, no, that. no, no,
0: no. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, tongue in cheek. You think that's a criticism? Yes.
1: Oh, come on. You have friends? <laughs> you no, but know it's great. Friends
0: work? Hey, it could he it comes across tongue in cheek. Yeah. He didn't say it because he's just picking anybody. He doesn't think he backchecks enough. I, I
1: mean, I thought he was just being a oh, goofball. no, 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 no. That's a, that's a message. <laughs> that's a little truth serum. Well, behind most jokes, there oh. is a little bit of something. You, so, he's you, just Back picking checking, finally. Well, it's, well, no, we know that Willie has historically, that has not been a strength yeah. of his, but, you now know. Maybe I, it should be. <laughs> yeah, that's very true.
0: Maybe it should be a little bit more. Yeah. We're trying to get out of a first round. Yeah. No <laughs> one's saying that you've got to lead us in back-checking, but... Finally.
1: Yeah, and he even threw in, I think, a qualifier after that. He's finally there back-checking. Finally. Sometimes. He's great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, good on Rasmus. He, he went up a, a couple of notches for me yeah. with that comment. it's
1: great.
2: Um, Nice to see Matthews back, though. If we we, yeah. we kind of glazed did we call him
1: shooting it through uh, Mrazic yesterday? Yeah. I, man,
2: I was going to talk about,
1: man, Mrazic's bad. Holy hell, he was bad. Really didn't even get a shot on net on the goalie scored, I don't think. He was yeah. behind the goal line I, and pushed it into him.
0: He's the perfect guy for them.
1: He really is.
0: But man,
2: that is a perplexing contract that he was handed.
1: It is now for sure. I, was it, arguably I, the worst of Dubis's, uh time here. The Peter Morazic deal for UFA.
2: I don't think, arguably. I mean, who else would it
0: be? Well, we, we haven't seen the the end story to Matt Murray yet. which oh, was great. Yeah, but it's, um. it, that's two years.
2: I guess, it's, <laughs> I guess it would be Rich. Well, yeah. That's, <laughs> that was a good one, yeah. Yeah, Richie was not great. <laughs> but I guess the Matt Murray one would be ending at the same time, and it's more money, so maybe you're right.
0: Just we'll see how a few things... Play out.
2: Quite the suggestion. I mean, what about Tavares, too? You could talk about that one. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Bef- b- uh,
0: before we it. dive a little deeper in- into that, uh, just thoughts again. The name that uh, we've bannered about the last little while, Patrick Kane. Mm-hmm. I just, I saw Patrick Kane last night where the Chicago Blackhawks have just sucked the life right out of this guy. I saw nothing out of Patrick Kane yeah. that suggests to me that uh, teams would be clamoring right now to go get him.
1: I'm gonna open up your column here right now because you said many things in this column and I think we'll mention it many things uh or many times today. Excellent column uh by Kipper. The Leafs played hardball with Kyle Dubas, now the clock is ticking. You did mention Patrick Kane at one point. Um, you mentioned that not, not a lot of people beating down Kyle Davidson's door. Uh, for the uh, concerns for people are salaries, health, performance, motivation. Like, it's a long list. It's a long list. And you can see why everyone would go, I think I can find what I'm looking for without shopping at Farm Boy. Well, I'm just going to go to, you know, the no frills. I,
0: I'm not suggesting that teams will not... Want to trade for him yet? I think there's still time, but i i i saw I saw no life out of him last night. I didn't either. And i i i think it's there's a combination of a lot of things, including first and foremost, how healthy is he with his hip? But the other one is is like, what is what is, what have the Chicago Blackhawks done to this guy that he like he looks? down and out and beaten up
1: yeah i don't know i you're it's tough to know kipper at this point in the guy's career what is just like natural decline typically elite elite players like hall of fame guys like kane they don't score 92 points and then become bums you know so you're right that maybe there's some sort of he's defeated or he's a little injured or whatever it is he knows he's not coming back. He yeah. envisioned
0: himself being a Chicago Blackhawk the rest of his uh, his career, yeah. and reality set in. They don't want me anymore. They won't resign me. I have to get out now. Do I get out now? Do I wait? He just looked like a guy that had a ton on his mind, and and playing last night at a at a level that uh, he's been accustomed to was not not in the equation. So.
2: so- um, fellow producer here. Uh Mike Gentile sent me these stats with Patrick Kane this year. And last year he had you no know, 92 points. He had 66 assists and this was uh 26 goals in 78 games. He had a, you know, 0.33 goals per game. This year he has 9 goals in 50 games for a point uh 18 goals per game. Yep. And he's at a 0.7 point per game and he was at 1.17 last year. Yeah. So like there's just been a significant drop off and I think the most obvious thing is to say you know it's playing on a crappy team but to me that drop off there's gotta be he's fighting something boys like it's like that there's smoke there's fire oh,
1: time man no I, no, no, I don't think at his age I agree you're I not gonna uh, have that big. 34 yeah yeah like but he's 34 of yeah, 14 it, years yeah, and playoff he runs yeah. and there were years I remember reading something about uh, miles on a guy. There was an NBA thing about how many games and playoff games and whatever. Like it's he's he's had hard miles on his machine, but that could be why it's breaking down. And you're right. That's what's holding him back from being the player. Yeah. But And you can't forget about the other
0: things uh, that I mentioned was you're trying to fit in
1: 10.5 Ten 10 and
0: million dollars.
1: So even if you double retain, now you got to pay more assets because you got to pay another team. Like, you know, why are you breaking your back to make it happen for a guy you're not sure fits? It doesn't work here.
0: And how many teams can do that? Now the Rangers are out. Would the Leafs uh, be in the mix? You know, uh, uh, Leaf alumni Carlo uh, Koliakov mentioned uh, Rangers and, and the Leafs were high on his priority list. If that's the case, that's a big challenge now to try to make his 10 and a half fit for the Toronto Maple Leafs, even on uh, the day of uh, uh, March 3rd.
1: Yeah. So if it's not Toronto, like I don't think he's going to go play for Carolina or something like I, he seems to want to be in a big city in a big well, market with a real chance. Carolina doesn't have a real chance. He's but.
0: not chasing his first Stanley cup either. Yeah, he's not, been there before. Not his, desperation. His name's on it three times. The best, is not chasing a cup like other players would be at his age. And the best awesome thing he could
1: point. do is say, I am going to get healthy. I'm going to become a free agent this summer. Play wherever I choose to play with no restrictions. I'm going to get healthy. I'm not going to be a part of this Blackhawks circus from February or March 3rd to whatever. And just sit it out. You mentioned that in your article as a suggestion. That's yeah. the most likely case is what you saw Yes, for Patrick Kane is just sit it out and get healthy. Okay. We'll talk about playoffs.
0: <laughs> As we mentioned at the top of the show, uh terrific job on your book number 1 on Amazon, but you aren't the only uh writer here. No. Uh Johnny but, journalist. Johnny journalist, I was at it again for the Toronto Star. If you get a chance, uh, my article's out. Uh you can find it on my uh Twitter, real kipper. Talked about uh Kyle Dubas and the clock ticking on his situation. I touched on the fact that I thought it it could have helped maybe the scenario for for him and maybe the, the, the team in general if they would have just added one more year to his contract, something mm-hmm. that's been historically standard for coaches, general managers. They didn't want to do that. And uh, I'm just wondering right now from your perspective, not only on the article, but uh, – Where's this heading for Kyle Dubas with two weeks to go? How much pressure is on this guy right now?
1: Yeah. Uh I thought the article is maybe your best one yet. I thought is I'll take the maybe out of that. okay, it's the best one yet. Yeah.
0: Never. You're getting better, you're getting hot. Oh, yeah, listen. Just you know, just uh I got this guy, uh stinky Pete or uh stinky. S- Sneaky Pete <laughs> on Twitter. He texts me, he goes, uh, tell the truth, who's your ghostwriter? No way you're putting this together on your own. <laughs> It, you know, is it- did you tell them that they're an answer? I was <laughs> like, you know, I, yeah. because there's some really good writers out there. They're clamoring to help me out right now, right? <laughs> like, I mean, they don't have anything better to do. I'm evolving. <laughs> but anyways, uh, thanks, man. I I appreciate uh, the compliment.
1: But it's also a zag for you when, you know, most people would have expected a zig here. Because I don't know that this season you were of the mind that he should have been yeah. extended. yeah.
0: And I think as the season's progressed, and again, we are talking about 32 teams, and he's put the Leafs in another year where they are a top-five team. They're contending. There's a lot of people that have – there's a lot of good hockey people that believe that they they can be dangerous or they can win – yeah. And we're, we're we're one of them. Yep. When you have world class talent out there with Matthews, Marner, Nylander, you know Tavares still contributing at a very high level, like like there, there's there's something to be said about that. And it's not that that if they lose again, I, I don't believe that he should be fired. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that it, at least it could have come with that that easy cushion yeah. of not kind of completely hanging him out there. And I used in my article the comparison to Bruce Boudreaux Mm -hmm. without the circus atmosphere with the the comments and the... uh, the uh, the follow of of that whole soap opera like yeah. that that's been gladly avoided here, but the messaging's the same. It's like we don't trust you anymore to to move on past this year. So yeah. prove us wrong.
1: The other thing that I thought was a good point amongst many in the article is like the idea that when you get fired as a general manager, let's say they lose in the playoffs, you know that takes you to May. They fire you in May you know, you're not exactly set up to then become the manager of the Bruins or, you know, whatever. How many GM jobs are there per year? Like one, two, three, not many open up. So that one year sort of grace is usually like, okay, you know, if we decide to fire you, you're going to be able to look for work while you're, you know, unemployed. Because it's tough to be like, yeah, we're going to play out your contract. By the time you go into summer and you find out you need work, there's no work. Well, I got
0: to, there's a, you follow, sometimes you read some of the uh, the comments that follow once you, you tweet out. And uh, one of the ones that stuck, stood out to me is that that old scenario is this is the real world. Uh, people are in positions at work all the time. They don't get, uh, you know, an extra Insurance. added year yeah. to protect their families. And, and yes, I, I, I get that and I understand that. Mm-hmm. But we aren't talking about an everyday guy in an everyday no, not, job. No, it's not.
1: real world. This is it's,
0: the, the real, GM of
1: the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> a,
0: in in a in a in a corporate billion dollar industry, yeah. executives in billion dollar corporations have severance packages. Right. They are not left, to say
1: any of the golden the, parachute the, stuff is right or fair, but that no, is but it's the real Common world. in there.
0: It's it's common yeah. because you are one of 32 in the world that can hold this position. Yeah. And with that comes certain leverage or uh, certain uh, expectations that if things don't work out, you are uh, rather well-protected. Yeah. And, and maybe, maybe this, this, uh, this standard that teams have had over the years – Maybe it's changing today. Mm -hmm. Maybe the owners are sitting there going, "Okay, that's the way it was back then. That's not the way it's going to be now." You're maybe we will treat you like we we treat uh, other employees. And to your point, once you're, they don't, they'll fire you when they want to fire you. Yeah, right. It's not like a if I'm gone, let me know in June so I can go find another job. Right. Like we've been in positions where they may
1: go through the draft and decide they don't like the move you made there and say that's enough.
0: They they uh, they could wait as long as, you know, they want. Yeah. You know, uh, up what, until what, his contract expires July 30th, of course.
1: Yeah. One thing that stood out, too, though, is you were saying, you know, you don't necessarily think it's Brendan making that call. It could be the board. You know, I don't know, but maybe some speculation that is the idea.
0: Wow, well, well, I mean, anything above you right. has a hand in some way, shape, or form. So uh, I'll throw it to you guys. Sammy... Let's go to you first, in Leaf Nation. Who is sending Kyle Dubis the message that uh, you're not getting an extension uh, until we get out of the first round? Who do you think set that, Brendan, or or maybe a, a board of directors?
2: As you laid out in your piece, I have a hard time thinking it's Brendan because he's gone this deep with him. I would imagine. Doesn't Brendan have one year on his contract after this? Haven't you mentioned that?
0: No, Brendan got an extension this year. No, no, I, I, I cannot confirm when it was, but uh, it's beyond but he's this got year. multi-years left. So Brendan would have gotten an extension and, and would not have uh, – Ky- Kyle wouldn't have been along with the ride <laughs> yeah. for an extension. So,
2: so then do you think that – wouldn't you think, isn't it pretty simple that they'd want to be together
1: for as long as Here's, he's here? Have you ever put time and effort into letting someone think your idea is their idea? Like, I'm sure Brendan sat, to, sat at the table with the board and they said, I, I think we should let Dubas, you know, let's just play out this contract and not do anything. And Brendan went, yeah, that's what I was going to say.
0: Well, I they said, they needed- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> there, there could be a... Whatever uh, you guys there, think there, I think. Where's my extension? There could be a, yeah, I don't know. Like, we don't know. Uh-huh. So there there could be a number of scenarios. How about the fact that maybe it is Brendan's call? Maybe yeah. it was like, hey, I believed in you. You've had four chances. Yeah. Uh, team's not as tough as I'd like And sometimes I do see the Saturday nights uh, Against Columbus Where they look soft And maybe it, maybe it is Brendan Who doesn't want to give it to him Fair, maybe, yeah. maybe Brendan's lost faith in him Until he proves otherwise again In the first or second round I mean that's a scenario too But mm-hmm. I, I went with the thought That like Sammy said That yeah, I stuck my neck out for you uh, Six years ago Right over six years ago, when I brought you in first as an assistant general manager out of the Sioux, with zero pro experience, and and eyebrows were raised all across the board, and I had to turn around and say, "This is a different kid. It's a different vision. I'm moving on. I'm evolving. I'm doing all of this." Yeah,
1: no, it's you're you're right. It, it he feels like one of the first people he wanted to be at the forefront of a wave of like young intelligent way of looking at the game and he's waiting to for his you know he bought the penny stock and he's waiting for the big payout here and so, it may not come so if you were but it might so if this contract goes out and he does
2: not renew what would be the danger spots that you're looking at for places to go because for me ottawa sticks out
1: oh this to go be the gm of ottawa yeah. Oh, because, is, that, is the suit closer to Ottawa or Toronto? Uh, I don't know ge- geography in Ontario. Uh, definitely closer to Toronto. Is it okay? For sure.
2: But, you know, like new ownership, sexy young guy who was running the, the, the bitter rival for a long time. Pierre Dorian who hasn't, you know, that's to me the, the danger spot. This I, is
0: my nightmare.
2: I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of living this out on the radio with you guys right now, but it's just something like, there are going to be teams that would be extremely interested in
0: Kyle Dubas. Right? I think Listen. So. There are many great qualities that Kyle has shown us already uh and one of them is finding uh, undervalued assets. Yeah. Like that's a bit of a a a gift that he has.
1: Yeah, he's done well at that.
0: Okay. For sure. So where is the overall picture? There, I, I mentioned in my article that there's some trades he'd love to have back. Mm-hmm. There's you
1: mentioned Bunting, Mikheyev, Camp, Labushkin, Timmins, like guys that he kind of found that yes. ended up being NHLers.
0: Yeah, legit. And then there's some Camp ones he'd want over again. Yeah, Uh Mason Marchman. Oh.
2: I don't know if you saw this the other night, but uh, Gadry, I, forgot about, I forgot about that one. Malagan yes. talked for the Avalanche, so I think they did. The, he really? Yeah, he did his first one since he got there, but he scored. He scored on Vasilevsky, Malaganator.
0: Yeah. The the other point, and I only have like seven hundred words. I can't go on forever. <laughs> Sometimes I can start writing. And well, I'm, like, I'm gonna I get in the stop. keeper's corner, and there's but lots. The other thing too is, to Sammy's point, like there are only 32 teams. A lot of them are locked in, committed. It's not a given that he will be working next September or October okay. in a in a real influential position like a, being a general manager. And two names that stick out to me as young up-and-comers, new way of thinking, and where are they now? What is uh, Jason Botterell, who at one time was considered the the one of the top uh 40 under 40 from the hockey news and you know great future goes to buffalo then he gets fired doesn't doesn't get any legit looks as a the next general manager he's now in minnesota helping out uh ron francis as a, an assistant general manager but it's yeah. not a given he'll ever
4: get be a general crash. manager again
0: and yeah. the other one for me is uh Chica. Brilliant hockey mind, young, think the game differently. Right. Can't get back in.
1: Does he he want back in? What happened there? Like, isn't there, there, aren't we owed some more explanation about how that unfolded? What a strange. Well, that
0: had to do with uh, the, uh, the, uh, uh, Testing of players before the eligibility oh, of uh, yeah. the combat.
2: Yeah. yeah, the combine.
0: The combine. Sorry, yeah. they should have been, That'd
2: have been combat. That would
0: have been Really they, bad with my words today.
2: Well, I mean, they gave not to you know give it. Didn't think it was be praising John Chike on the air today, but they he gave Bill Armstrong one of the best assets in the league with Jacob Chikrin on that long term contract they signed because they were kind of the first ones that were doing those early gambles, right? You think of Keller. He signed to that long contract. Mm-hmm. Chikrin. I think he did the OLE one, which not as good as those other two. But, O-E-O. like, yeah. o- what did I say? OLE?
1: Yeah. Oliver Lechman-Arson.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice job. You're, you're listening to me butcher
0: your uh, words and today. That's why.
2: Uh, Lawson Krauss, I think he gave the yeah. extension, yeah. too. Like, there's, you know, he was one of the first guys to do that. So, anyways.
0: Yeah. But I'm just saying, it's, it's not... It's hard. It's yeah. It's hard, and no, you don't know. I,
2: I, I, you don't
1: know
0: when you're going to get back
1: in. But I think
2: Tubis yeah. is more accomplished than those two guys.
1: But uh, but I still think there's a point to be made about um, like yeah, the yeah. young guys here. Like you'd ideally like your guy to go through his learning curve, not with you. You know, like certainly now wherever he goes next, he is armed with information on what has worked, what hasn't, how to build a staff, how to you know. This has been great for him. Well, he's th- well positioned. But the team. This is the perfect. You know. They trusted maybe
2: the most important stretch of Toronto Maple Leafs hockey in the last, you know, three decades to a rookie general manager. Yeah. And fired, well, you know, I guess, you know, put him up higher in the front office with Lou Lamorello, one of the most accomplished. Lou didn't want any part and of And he was gone immediately. Rambo. So, like, yeah. it's it was a risk when it happened.
1: I will say, though, you know, all this, and I've been talking about it pretty flippantly, like, I still really believe that Dubis is a thoughtful, smart hockey guy. Agree. You know, like I... And I'm terrified of life without him. Right. I like honestly am. What yeah. comes next when they hire whoever it may be. I, but... I'll tell you,
0: changes, because everybody, yeah. Yeah. anyone that gets hired... It's on the concept of what you guys have been doing wrong, correct, and what I'm going to do to correct it. And your you team's don't...
1: out of shape. <laughs> We're <Well, laughs> well, doing army crawls. <laughs> yeah, in the front know. office. <laughs> <Tridham's> <laughs> up there. Just
0: which? When does a guy ever get hired and look around the room? And
1: go, oh, I nailed it. <laughs> oh, listen,
0: uh, everything looks great. I'm not. I'm not touching it at
3: all.
1: You guys it's, just got unlucky in yeah, some playoff just, games. I'm not changing yeah.
2: anything. Well, don't you think like it's? I'm so caught in the middle of fascinating with a new fresh set eyes in this roster versus the great unknown without Kyle Dubas. It's one that I don't know which side I'm on, but it's it's really going to be a fascinating thing to watch down the stretch here. One more before we go to break. Yeah, good.
0: Uh, the next two weeks for Kyle Dubas, Mm -hmm. will it decide his fate? Yes. Or will the players that are here now decide his fate?
2: They need help. Kip. They're so close. I think if there's one thing that's going to be deciding his fate, it's the goaltending. Yeah. If I was going to be Ben and Shanahan or MLSC board. Not whoever, the blue
0: line. No. Not the forwards. Goal time. Power play. Yeah. I think that uh, you're, never... you're putting way too much pressure on Samsonoff. No, though. he's no. not doing it. No. no I, I just
1: I agree with Sammy. If I you look just, back at Dubas's runs record. here, and it's like you gave it to I, I Jack Campbell Samsonoff could be Ilya Samsonoff.
0: Everything that you ask for, but the blue line will still hurt the Leafs. The blue line was fine
2: last year in the playoffs, and Jack Campbell was no good. Sorry. He was fine. I didn't think he no, was he, that
1: bad. No, he was fine.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was, yeah. 895. I, yeah, I know. Yeah, he great. You can only hold up a couple <laughs> of goals you didn't love. And they, you know, Peter Morazic was signed by, like, this, goaltending bets have been bad, and goaltending is very important in hockey. Heard that. Jim Ralph, who was a goaltender. Ooh. May or may not join us
0: next. I think he will. There you go. He better, because <laughs> we haven't had him on in a while. That's Jim Ralph, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, radio can, uh, color analyst, will join us after the break. You're watching, listening, giving us a thumbs up on YouTube. Real Kipper and Born
1: Breaking down the biggest trends in hockey. The Hockey PDO cast with Dmitry Filipovich. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: got caught coming on air uh and the three of us <laughs> about what three minutes to air before the show we're all at our desks going oh my god what time is it
1: that's so bizarre usually like waiting out here five minutes prior it was two fifty-seven. i looked at my phone like we,
2: could, we, we should do, we do, do the show radio
1: show yeah. Man, and Kipper and i were just watching goodwill hunting in here <laughs> <laughs> we're like we're coming back on air oh my god what was your favorite line again the best part of my day is the 10 seconds when i get out of my car when you're not there
0: all right that's kind of like us just 10 seconds before jimmy ralph <laughs> comes on our show <laughs>
4: ralphie how are you pal good watching some golf
1: how's tiger doing
4: uh one under after two
1: let's wow. go oh.
4: he's winning and now now wouldn't, wouldn't that be the greatest uh, sport to broadcast
1: <laughs> yeah, I just I, fall asleep I, I, well. and no one notices
4: for three holes. Can they fix it oh, where yeah, he no. he wins at it? Whatever, you know most most of it's on tape delay, so you know what's coming up. <laughs> and I just, I just think it'd be to you know sit there in the nice weather and you know talk about golf, throw it down to Dottie Pepper. Ah,
1: uh, Jim, you know, I think he's, he's going to hit it. a good one here. Oh, he did.
4: He yeah, stiffed it. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's go quickly now to Nick Caprios from Toronto, Ontario. There you go. <laughs> College standout at North Bay University.
0: Close enough on the uh, pronunciation, for sure. Uh, Ralphie, did the uh, did the Leafs uh, get the job done last night against a, a bad team? Isn't this the way it should look? Last Saturday against Columbus.
4: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, Chicago wasn't very good, and they they got them on the second of back to backs, and um, you know the. Murphy puts uh, one into his own net off his stick. Through Morazic. Morazic gets caught out in another one, and you go, well, okay, you take those two away, and all of the, not, not that Chicago had a lot, uh, generated a lot offensively, but you know, those you take those two goals away, and all of a sudden, it's uh, you know, it's it's a close game. But yeah, they they got it done. I thought they they responded after what we saw Saturday against Columbus.
1: It's rare to hear a coach say what Sheldon Keefe, uh, Keefe said after the game where he was like, you know, the old line when you get beat 8 nothing. he was like, we're going to flush that one and just move on. Like, he, he just acknowledged that the Blackhawks were basically not an NHL team last night. Did you get that sense watching the game that the Blackhawks are kind of playing it out in a half-hearted way? It was kind of depressing.
4: Yeah, and I, and I would have said the same thing about Columbus halfway through the first period.
1: Really? Saturday night. Yeah.
4: So, I mean, so I think that's, uh, that's the thing that the, the Leafs seem to battle against the, the bottom eight teams is uh, giving them a reason to get excited about a game. And you know, unfortunately, last night uh, when Chicago started to push back, the, the, the Leafs then you know hit them with the knockout punch. That and, and you can see Chicago say, "Okay, you know, let's let's move on. Let's go to Winnipeg or wherever they are next and um, and get through this." So I think that's uh, yeah, that's always been the Leafs, and I think. Uh, uh, the thing they have battled with the most is they they give teams. You know, I think Columbus, Anaheim, Chicago are the the lowest scoring teams in the league. Yet the Leafs have blown two goal leads to both Anaheim and, and Columbus this year. So I think that's um, that's been their problem is is not having that kill mentality when when you've got the opportunity. And, and last night, at least, they, they seemed seem to execute that a lot better.
0: We're talking to Jimmy Ralph, uh, Newmarket Saint, great and Toronto Maple Leaf radio color analyst Nice And uh, the closest I've ever oh, came
4: I'm only, I'm only great from my two years in Newmarket
0: uh, yeah I in junior standout <laughs> in Ottawa and my only <laughs> oh, no. my only legitimate chance of scoring a professional contract in the uh, or a hat trick in the American Hockey League
4: came on Ralphie I know. I, I can't believe they wouldn't have pulled me after you got one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Speaking of goaltenders, 27 games to go for the Toronto Maple Leafs in this regular season. How many How many does Samsonov have to play to be ready for game one?
4: Uh, I mean, I, I think there are a lot of factors to in. And, uh, and obviously the, the health of Matt Murray is one. Um, I mean, I, I think technically, when you look at contract length and everything else, he's the guy you want to uh, have ready. But, man, it would be pretty hard to trust his health, wouldn't it, down the stretch? I mean, I, I think, you know, you could go with Samson off two thirds, you know, whether it's Wall, whether it's Shelgren, whether it's uh, Matt Murray comes back. Uh, but I, I'd say two out of three would, uh, would probably have him ready to go. The, um, you know,
1: the, the question I have as we enter the deadline here about this team is like, do you think something will happen with the Leafs and adding a insurance policy in net? Like, can you see them going out and saying, Hey, just in case we want to add someone, you know, given, uh, we don't really know what they got in net.
4: Yeah. I don't, you know, what? The, the tough part, Borny would be making the list.
1: Right. You Who know, is it?
4: Yeah. It, I mean, as a, a James Reimer type that, uh, that you might try to go after for a mm. little bit of depth. That's, Uh, I'd want to see the list of guys available that you can get without without giving up too much Um, before I'd say that, yeah, you know, you go go ahead and and pull the trigger on that. But, um, yeah, right now, the bottom line is anybody that plays camp in the first round, and uh, obviously we can make a pretty good guess right here in February as to who it might be. Right. Uh, You're still going to be the second-best goaltender in the series. And I think that's where um, you know you're you're just hoping you can get a performance like Jack Campbell did last year, where he, where he doesn't cost you any games, because uh, you know eventually Vasilevsky's going to steal a few. So um, yeah, and I, I I think that that's that's the big concern you have, and really through the first six games last um, last year in that series against Tampa, um, Vasilevsky wasn't the factor, you know, in, until Game Seven when you can only get one pass.
0: Hey, Ralphie, uh, did you hear Rasmus Sandin's uh, comment on Willie N- Nylander, uh tongue-in-cheek uh, about uh, back-checking by chance?
4: Oh, no, no, I haven't.
0: Sammy, can you... Oh, Sammy's waving me off here. <laughs> well, what, happened to our, sure. uh, what happened to our uh, trusted Derek? Oh, he's figuring it. Sammy's He's looking. We don't know what you're going to get. You could get a traffic report right now, Ralphie. Okay, here you it, it is. Here it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, he's, uh feels like he's very hungry out there. He's working hard. He's um, back checking, finally, uh, sometimes, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, but he's great.
0: <laughs> he's back checking, finally, Rasmus Sandin. I like Rasmus. He's, uh, he's a, He's, he must be a fun guy to be in the room, but listen, uh, JB and I went back and forth on this. Is there a little bit of truth to what Rasmussen
4: said? Yeah, but I, I think the has been better since Sandy has been in the league, you know, with, <laughs> with all due respect to the, uh, the experience of the young Swedish blue liner. Um, but there, there is definitely, we're seeing things with a Nylander that uh, we've never seen in his career before, uh, which includes his willingness to engage in battles and win battles. And yes, uh, You know, he he looks like a dominant player. And I always thought, uh, you know, and and I was one of the ones that, you know, maybe even a couple of years ago said, trade him now because his value will never be higher. And his value is higher and I wouldn't trade him, you know, for for any kind of deal. Because I think, um, you know, he's really established himself as, is not just being the fourth of the top four that that he could he could drive a team and you know we we've, we've been seeing it on a pretty regular basis and at both ends of the ice and uh winning battles and corners and everything else and and you tip your hat to him uh, maybe as Rasmus Sandin says you tip your hat to him finally but um, you know we're, <laughs> uh, we're we're seeing a lot of good things out of him.
1: So Ralphie, with those guys being sort of solidified, they're not going anywhere. You know that's been the the plan from day one for Kyle Dubis. Do you have a wish list for the Leafs? You know what you're hoping to see that you feel like can get them past or gives them the best chance to get past the Tampa Bay Lightning?
4: Yeah, I mean I don't I don't know. If, you know Timo, Timo Meyer is still you're thinking if, if he could come here and and you know fit in uh, on the top six that'd be pretty lethal, wouldn't it? You know that. So that would be the one guy. But, uh, I mean, when, when, you know, and this is a discussion we always have sitting around saying, when was the last impact trade that led to a championship? You know, uh, that people always, you know, obviously want to use the Butch-Goring comparison, but Butch really wasn't an impact player until he got to the Islanders. And, um, you know, they win the four Cups, and he wins a Conn Smith Trophy and everything. Uh, Ray Bork going to Colorado, they didn't win till the following year. Uh, and we remember Rick Nash and the armor and all these, these deadlines that you thought would, would be the, uh, the deciding factor, but it always seems to be more like a Nick fall trade than, than for a big name.
0: It's almost as if the, the mystique of, a of a trade deadline, uh, is, I don't know if overblown or overhyped, but to your point, how many are there that, uh, are impactful, which means, uh, the, the next two weeks for for Kyle Dubis might be more about what he still has than what he potentially could get in the next fourteen days.
4: Yeah, I think you know it's and, and everybody seems to have the same wish list, and and it, it usually involves the word depth. You know, a depth defenseman or a depth forward. Um, you know, I, I think you might, you know, and then this is where you, I think you go back to a Ryan O'Reilly possibility um, character. You know the. You know, even though he's he's had a tough years with injuries and plus minus and and everything else, I mean he was Conn Smythe Trophy winner. And I remember when he was in Buffalo, uh, Joe and I were saying on the air, "Wouldn't he be a guy that you'd love to have in the playoffs?" But he looks like he's just made for that grind. And you know if it's you know it might be. More if, if you're trying to get character as opposed to skill. So it'll be pretty interesting to see the way it plays out. And then, of course, you know, a big part of that is what do you have to give up? How much of the future do you have to mortgage for?
1: So, you know, you're trying to fill in around the team. And Dubas has said himself that he's not sure that it'll be the biggest names. It may be, you know, just teams, players that help them all over the lineup. Who of the guys that have been called up to play with the Leafs, the Holmberg and Anderson and McMahon, and the, who do you like, Aston Reese? Who, who gets those bottom spots in your mind, even if they make an ad or two?
4: Yeah, I mean, I'd like Bobby McMahon when he's been up. I thought he might have done a little longer look than he did. Um, but but I don't know if there's there's anybody you looked at. I mean, I I look more at the uh, when it was Camp Kerfoot and Engvall together. I thought I thought it was a very solid third line, and then, you know, with injuries or different call-ups, you see different combinations. Holmberg, um, I'd be very comfortable with going into the playoffs with him as their number four center, for okay. sure. But I I still think there's that, you know, Aston Reese I like because I think he embraces the role. Um, you know, you remember when McKeon was here, it was always about he wanted more ice time, he wanted uh, better responsibility and, and options to to put up better numbers. Uh, I think it's so important for your bo- bottom six guys to embrace the role. To say, if I'm going to get eight minutes a game, and I think Aston Reese is one of those games and guys that give me my eight minutes and I'll deliver something for you. Because you know, you you show up without a contract and training camp, you make the team. Uh, you know, he's just thrilled to be here. So I think that's that's what you're kind of looking at from your your bottom six is the guys that are very comfortable and saying, okay, we we don't have the most glorious roles. Um, but we take a lot of, of pride in, in being able to do our jobs,
0: Ralph. We had a pretty healthy conversation yesterday on the vision of even a Pat Kane coming to the Toronto Maple Leafs and where he would fit in. And is it with Tavares? Is it with uh, a Nylander? Is it with Marner? Uh, but that was based on an assumption that you were going to get a a, a, a good. Pat Kane, you you called the game last night. You saw him. Is there anything that could get you excited to say, all this guy needs is a is a fresh coat of paint on a new team? Or there's was last night one of those uh, games where you said uh, uh, maybe he's best if he shuts it down.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm, there was nothing last night that said, boy, that's that's the cup right there. <laughs> you know, if, you can, right. if you can swing that deal, it's. Uh, that's in the bag. I think one of the things you worry about as well is, you know, he doesn't really want to leave. You know, you know, mm. he talked about disappointment and the uh, the trade Tarasenko going to the Rangers, uh, but you wonder how much his his heart would be in it. I think that would be uh, my concern. And, and you know, I think you can even look at Johnny Gaudreau in Calgary last year. I think he knew he was on his way out. So how invested was he in the playoffs? You know, I think that's. Um, those things do come into play, you know. Uh, he's already won his cups and his NHL awards. Patrick Kane has, so and 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 it's not a knock on him and, and his abilities right now as a player, but you just wonder if that intangible is there, if he'd, if he'd be able to bring that um, to win another championship with a different team. That I think that's a pretty valid concern.
1: Ralphie, I know we, uh, we have you on talk about the Leafs all the time, but you mentioned Eric Carlson earlier. I wanted to know your thoughts on the Oilers and what's going on there. I know they lost last night, but um, does that look like Canada's best hope this year? And Maybe maybe you're a Jets guy, Flames guy, but boy, the Oilers sure look pretty good to me.
4: Yeah, but, you know, it's uh, again, it's, it's kind of what the Leafs are going through with goaltending, And, uh, you know, Jack Campbell's been better of late. But um, you know, you still wonder is, is defense and goaltending gonna be, gonna be the uh, the downfall for them. You know, certainly they've got the uh, uh hard to argue they've got two of the best players in the world. But um and, and you know, adding the Vander Kane has certainly given them a different element as as, as uh, Zach Hyman. But um I, th- I think I'd still give the lease a uh, no, I shouldn't say this either. You guys are gonna take this and stick it on Twitter or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get crucified later for it. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if I'd say Edmonton is a clear cut favorite. Yeah. Um, I think the Leafs are up there, but Edmonton may get a little more favorable first round opponent, that's for sure. Yeah.
0: You know, you touched on Zach Hyman, and you've been calling the Leafs games for a long time. You, We all watched him get, uh, I think it was Lou Lamarillo at the time that traded for his rights out of Florida. Mm hmm. He comes to the Leafs, yeah. he works himself into a scenario where he's on the number one line, albeit some people question this guy being on a line with Matthews or, or Marner, and Babcock just said, no, this is the guy that could drive lanes open for, for the star players. And then he, the Leafs lose him, Ralphie ends up in Edmonton, and on pace, if I last checked, was for about 96 points. You saw this
4: coming right from the get-go, didn't you? Oh yeah! As soon as they uh, Lou got him from Florida, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I hope that, I hope they win the cup while he's here, because you know they're not going to be able to hold on to him. No, but I mean, there's uh, um, you give him a lot of credit. He's he's, he's worked. Uh, I mean, I don't think you've out of all the players you've ever seen, he's one guy you never question his work ethic or his desire. But you know, pretty charmed life too to end up in Toronto at the same time Matthews and Marner and Tavares, and then um, you decide you're going to cash in on your free agency to play with McDavid and Dreisaitl. I mean, that's that's pretty much a dream career already, isn't it? And he's delivered. I mean, it's not as if he's not a big part of that success either, but um, a little different than, say, starting in Arizona or Chicago and, um, you know, trying to find your way in the NHL. So he's he's been a great fit. And, um, you know, whether you give Lou or, or Mike Babcock credit for, um, you know, for seeing that in the player and uh, let's face it, there's there's skill that has to be there as well. Look at how long it took for the lease this or last year to find uh, Michael Bunting to play with Matthews and Marner. You know, it's uh, you always think it's an easy thing uh, to play with skilled players, but uh, you've got to bring a certain element to it. And Zach Hyman's been able to do that.
0: Hey, who was your Matthews and Marner in, in Newmarket when you played?
4: Oh, let's see. Marty Dahlman. I don't know if you remember Marty Dahlman. I do
0: remember Marty, yes.
4: Uh, he's a 50-goal guy there. Yeah. And I'll, go, uh, I'll go Darrell Evans because Evie, Evie had the goal in overtime in the, the miracle in Manchester. Yeah. And uh, what I loved about Evie, and he, and he does color for the the Kings radio broadcast, we used to stay out after practice. Grant Pierre was a goalie when he scored off the face-off. And we used to try to replicate that goal. <laughs> and anyone sweeping the stands or whatever was in danger, because I don't know how he scored in overtime. It would be off the glass or the scoreboard everywhere, <laughs> trying to trying to find that top corner off the draw again. But, um, but but I mean, he could hammer it. Like one of his nicknames was, was Reggie, because um, they, uh, guys compared him to Reggie Jackson. You know, how hard he could hammer it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's that's all I got at the end. It's so, good
0: enough for so. us, Ralph. always good enough for us. Thanks for joining us, pal. Uh,
4: sorry, I hope it was good enough.
0: <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Ralphie. Jim Ralph, <laughs> radio color analyst for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Did you, yeah, have you, you've, you've seen that, right? The miracle on Manchester with uh, Evans scoring the, no. the, the big goal?
1: No, I don't think I have.
0: Outside of obviously their Stanley Cups, man, that yeah. was an incredible moment beating the Edmonton Oilers, the great Edmonton Oilers. Yeah,
1: you're too young. I got some. I got some highlight searching to do here. All right, anywhere else you want to go? I, yeah, I got a question for you
2: guys. There's a theory that I don't know if one of you brought it up to me or I, I heard it somewhere, but. It's something I've been thinking about a lot with this trade deadline coming up and the Tampa Bay Lightning looming. And I watched a lot of the Tampa Bay Lightning again. They lost last night, one nothing. But they kicked the absolute crap out of uh, Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Their 10, he just played unbelievable. Connor Ingram had the game of his life. They lost to Phoenix last night? Yeah, one nothing. Yeah. Happens, a shootout. man. It happens. But so,
0: still, it's, I mean, they still got a stinking point that yeah, doesn't right. help Leaf fans. right.
2: We can kick this theory around with Luke, too, after the break, and we can do it even after Luke. But is there any part of you that just is like, maybe you just don't do anything at the deadline? For the Leafs? Like, even if you're going to spend your first-round pick, your Matthew Nyes, your Fraser Mitten, you look down the road, whatever your assets you think you have, your Topis, your Ronis, like, are they going to, like, Tampa is really good. Like really? a
1: concession. Like, we don't think we can beat Not, that team. Like,
2: I think the least as presently constituted, can give them a run. But if you get, you know, Ryan O'Reilly and Jake McCabe, are you that much closer? Like, is it that much of a difference? Like, do maybe, you just yeah. roll
1: with knives and keep your picks and maybe you hope that you can beat yeah. them? Like, is
2: that yeah. crazy? I think
1: you take the point you're making and tweak it a bit and say, okay, we're going to add you know, a a depth guy or two and maybe a seventh D and take a kick. Like there's, they're obviously going to do something. It's just a matter of, do you want to spend the things you're talking about? Well,
0: I know we're going to go to break here soon, but I think Sam brings up the point that if you've watched, if you're watching Boston carefully and you really, really believe that it'll take something huge to knock them off, you know, or, or if you want to lump in Tampa, like you guys love how, Boston too much. How I like Tampa more than Boston. How aggressive uh, do you let Kyle be, and who above Kyle will go? We still got to protect a little bit of the the next three, four, or five years. If he can't years. be
1: aggressive, they shouldn't keep him employed. If you don't trust him to make trades, then fire him.
0: But you you can in the next two weeks hurt what the team potentially could look like in the next five or seven for years. For sure he can. And that that somebody above Kyle needs to be wary uh, of that.
1: Well, that somebody then should have either employed him for longer or employed him for less time. Because you wrote about it and how he's in this position yeah. where you've left him in a spot where he has to make it. He has to go big. But uh,
0: I would think that more than ever... That- Brendan Shanahan would have to be uh the eyes and ears for Leaf ownership, Bell and and Rogers, to say that I'm not gonna let this guy have a green light and and maybe yeah. sink us for five or seven years. And if you're gonna get if you're gonna give up Matthew Nyes, like somebody's gotta be going, Okay, if we if if we move Matthew Knives, Nyes, who's it for and where is the rate of return in three or five years if Nyes is somewhere else helping somebody?
1: How, how about this? Well, then the spotlight to me right? goes like this I to Brendan.
2: If you if if Matt Nyes comes in and plays well and, you know, they, God forbid, get past the first round or something, it's a much easier trade to make in the first in the summer than it is at the deadline. Right? There's way more guys available in the summer if you're looking to, like, really improve. But... At, I just no. I yeah. don't.
0: I don't think are there's you enough ma- trade. Matthew Nyes in the summer,
2: maybe. No. He plays well. No. Like I don't think, I don't think there's anybody outside of Timo Myers, which I, is a flying pig thing to me. Like when pigs fly, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think there's anyone I'm looking at that's anywhere close to worth Matthew Nyes to trade at this point. Like I guess Chikrin, that doesn't seem like it's going to happen either. Like there's other teams that are hot to trot. Like. I am really starting to – I've been watching Tampa a lot recently. They're really rounding into form. They look excellent, better, in fact, than last year. I just don't know of all the names that are available, anyone's going to get you that much closer. I wow. really don't. I really don't.
0: Yeah, I think – I, I think ahead. that's a legitimate point.
1: Yeah, see, uh, you know, to me, it's quitter talk. It's like, uh, it is. It's like, what are, what are we talking about no, here? No, like, it's not. You took them to game seven within a goal last game, and this year going, boy, yeah. they sure win in a bunch of games. I don't know if we want to try hard this they're year. But better, they're better than they were last year. Sammy's point by is. What, by what metric? Your opinion have, of the last heggles, few games? Hegel's better. Colton's better. Okay. Perry's point, worse, and Braden, Maroon's Braden worse, Braden and point, Belmar's worse.
2: Raiden Point was hurt the whole playoff series last year. Like, Sergeyev's better. This I, is nonsense. Talk. Okay. No. Anyways, I'm just saying. No, it's a I, thought that's I, I'm not Sammy
0: line. on this one. I think there's legit, no. and it's not me quitting. It's just you have to be realistic here. They're not going to do nothing, right? right? Don't
2: trade your first round pick in Matthew Nice for
0: this year. You know, we see sexy names yeah. being mentioned every day by insiders just to keep the interest going. But I'm not sure how re how reality sets in that you're going to get someone that could definitively be a game changer. To beat Tampa, if in Boston. Timo
1: Meyer doesn't qualify as a definitive game changer, then you're asking them to get McDavid. Like so he you, is you a legitimate get him. top. You, you, you may not. You may not get him if, if right. they
2: trade for Matthew Nye, trade Matthew Nyes for Timo Meyer at this deadline. Okay,
1: yeah, oh, fine. And Chickren, you lump yeah. him in there. Yeah, I would. I guess. Yeah. I don't know how many uh, I, don't see, I don't want to see go assets? for O'Reilly, either. I don't,
0: I don't think you have enough assets to go get Chickren and, and Timo Meyer. I don't. One of them's going to cost you Matthew Nyes. Right. And then after that, you are now running the risk of, like, make uh, turning uh, a team into a, a Chicago Blackhawks in five or seven years. Well,
1: that's fine with me. Then if it's not one, a guy like that, then I don't want to see him go either. But, you know, then then it's someone else and it's not nice. Then it's, okay, you want to do Barbashev and Gavrikov? You know, the Gavrikov ask, it's, a, it's, a, it's ridiculous right now, but maybe it ends up being a first and a fourth and a fifth or something. Okay. We got to go. Let's go. Okay. We'll uh, come back uh, with did Luke. Did you up Luke
2: Fox him. for yeah. me already? I did. We said we we're going to talk to Luke, but he's a good guy to run this by too. So All right. we'll, we'll keep yeah. this conversation going.
0: Quick break. Listen to what we have to tell you uh, until we're back. Real Kipper and Bourne.
3: Smart takes on the biggest stories in sports. The Fan
1: Drive
5: Time with Ben Ennis. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or
1: wherever you get your podcasts.
0: All right, Tammy, is you ready to go? All right, from a galaxy far, far away, let's welcome in Luke. Are you my father? Did you get that uh, when you were a kid in school oh, at all?
5: That's all I got. I got Luke Skywalker and Luke Duke oh, Dukes
0: of Hazzard. You do look like you, uh, Luke Skywalker. You could pass for or maybe Yoda or... <laughs> I don't know. I forget. My can't be as bad as Jason
1: Bourne in terms of frequency. So I have no sympathy.
0: <laughs>
1: Congratulations
5: on the book. Thanks, Justin. fella. Appreciate and, that. and and even more so what it took to get to the point to write it. Uh, seriously, that's an amazing accomplishment. I can't wait to read it.
0: Thanks, buddy. That means Number a lot to me. one right now on Amazon. Oh, yeah. Making us oh, proud. It's
5: off, I'm to, have off to... to a good start. I'm gonna have to spring for uh an Amazon Prime free trial
1: and get this done. <laughs> Yeah, I know I do that every so often too. Treat myself to a free trial. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, I gotta take the attention off his book for one second. Uh I wrote an article for the Toronto Star uh, today, uh, Luke, and it kinda plays around Kyle Dubis and the next two weeks. Um okay. Really, uh, your opinion right now on maybe the, the the pressure he may feel or not feel, or where do you think his headspace is right now, Luke?
5: Oh, I I think he's under pressure, absolutely. But I also think that he's smart and patient, and realizes that the decisions he makes in the next two weeks aren't just for the Maple Leafs; they're also for his resume, for what. his next job may be after this, if they don't get out of the first round. So I would be, I would be very surprised if he did something reckless. I I take him at his word when he says that he's not going to trade his first round pick or Matthew Nye's his top prospect who isn't signed uh, for a rental. I, I do think if he were to go that big, we're talking, you know, Timo Meyer, something like that. I I think he's going to be very cautious when it comes to rentals. And that's why you hear names like Jake McCabe and Sam Lafferty and Barbashev and these guys that might not move the needle, but are, are the safe play.
1: I mean, you know, we had a little bit of a chit chat before the break here. And and to me, the, you know, do nothing sort of play um, for the future's sake is, walks you into a loss and then you're up, you got contracts up on Matthews and Nylander and you're never guaranteed to be back in this position. You know, it is going to be fascinating to see if Dubas feels the same desperation I'm talking about to sort of, you know, you got to push chips in here a little bit. What are your thoughts on what Tampa Bay is and the gap between the perceived gap between them and Toronto, who I'll remind people on their show are currently ahead of them in the standings. Yeah, well, the, I, to me, the, <laughs> by a point. <laughs> well, just there's, pointing that up. There's
5: three main things to me that uh, where Tampa has the edge, and they're three really important things. One is the goaltender, Ilya Samsonov, yeah. has one playoff game win. All right, was, I didn't know he had well, any Vasilevsky and he's lost six playoff games. That's that's his record. That's his experience. Oh my god. And he's already shown admitted to us bouts of nervousness, like going up against his old team, uh, throwing it in, in, you know, and I don't blame him for it, but the game where he was thrown in um, suddenly, impromptu, um, when Matt Murray went down with his ankle. Uh, and just you compare that to the, you know, nerves of steel that Vasilevsky has and the resume Vasilevsky has. That concerns me if I'm a Leaf fan. The second thing is the bottom six. You know, I, Tampa has stars. Toronto has stars. We all know that Toronto's big four stars have to perform in the playoffs. They have to carry this team. But you just look at Tampa's third line right now, and it's Colton, Paul, Nemesnikov, You look at their, their fourth line, has experience and, you know, nastiness and maroon, Belmar, Perry. And the Leafs are running this, you know, trotting out Marlies and bringing in new Marlies every other week. And just still having tryouts. There is no identity to the bottom six. And, you know, that's all due respect. I think Camp's a good player. I think Engvall has his moments. All these things. But just there's a consistency and an experience in that bottom six that would frighten the life out of me. And I think Kyle's going to address it. I just don't know if he's going to address it directly by seeking out a couple cheap bottom six guys or by getting someone in for a second line that bumps people down but that has to be addressed. And the other thing is mental. This is a team that knows what it takes. The other team thinks that it has what it takes and hopes that it can figure it out. The other the 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 confidence hanging around the Tampa dressing room same with Boston, it it just it'll blow your mind.
0: You know, the the one thing that we all agreed on pretty much uh, at the start of the show that it was a, a bit of a throwaway game. And, Luke, you got uh, you didn't have to go far uh, from Sheldon Keefe to understand that he put zero stock in last night's game for, for reading or evaluating much of anything. But the one thing that I did get out of last night was that when it came to the offense, it's still last night against Chicago who looked like an American Hockey League team, you had to go to Nylander, Tavares, and Matthews to score, and you didn't get anything out of a third line, no Angville to be found, no camp, no fourth-line contributions at all. If they don't score, if if the big boys don't score and carry it, and last night was another example of it, outside of two goals from Timmins and Sandin, they don't win,
5: and what? And what if one of them's hurt? Right, like e- even in that five-game stretch without Matthews, they looked like a completely different team. They went two and three. You know, they they had some a couple nice moments, a couple good games, but over a seven-game series against a, a legitimate team, forget about it. I mean, we saw it with with Tavares in the Montreal series. So, it's, this is all goes down to roster design, in my mind. It, it's not basketball. It's hockey. And you put all your eggs in four baskets and those guys better be healthy and they better perform or else you have nothing there. You have nothing there to, to pick you up during those lulls. And, and I think it's a serious concern.
4: And
1: also on the concern list, while we're addressing those is uh, Morgan Riley this season has not seemed to have found a level that we know he can play at the level he showed in the postseason last year. If you're not getting that version of Morgan, it doesn't feel like you have a number one D. Have you seen it? Is it coming around? What are your thoughts on Morgan Riley's play so far?
5: It's start. It's starting to. Okay. I mean, he's got he's got two goals now. Um, it, it it's funny. I mean, he's a defenseman, but he does like to contribute offensively. Like that's his identity. And I think the the point where it seemed to come around, and it's no coincidence, is is when TJ Brody got healthy. Mm-hmm. He has. He absolutely has to be uh, paired with a safe defenseman. So and by by using Brody there, then you can't use Brody with, uh, Hall. And then Giordano who's 39 years old has to move up and he, you know, maybe on a contender, he's a third pair guy. I think he's been fantastic this season. He's actually the only Maple Leafs blue liner to have played every game now. Uh, and he, he's kind of, you know, making father time look silly. He's, he's played phenomenal, but I wonder it, it on a, on a real True Stanley Cup champion if if Geo's more like a um, a four or five guy and not you know a a number three. So um, as as for Riley, I think he I think he's fine. I think he knows what he is. They know what he is. But he has to have the right partner, or else things get shaky quick.
0: We're joined by Luke Fox. Writer for Sportsnet.ca, Luke. What what are you hearing on Matt Murray in terms of uh, his progress to get back in the lineup? And when he does, is there enough time to have Matt Murray challenge for Samsonov yet again for a a number one spot, or is he realistically in a in a battle right now with Joseph Wall to back up?
5: Uh, no, I, I I think he's still ahead of Wall when he's when he's healthy, uh, but we don't know when that is. Like that, it's they're being purposely vague in my mind about his timeline. You know, last we heard, it, it was a couple weeks, and we did see him on the ice uh, Thursday uh, a week ago today, but he wasn't a full participant in practice at all. He wasn't taking shots from the the regulars. He was off on his own pad doing some very light work. Um, then the, the, you know, he hasn't been, they haven't had like a proper team practice that he's participated in yet. Um, so he needs to get a couple of those under his belt for sure. Now they're off today. So maybe, you know, that'll be one of the things myself and other reporters watch for tomorrow to see if he's participating and, and that would be a huge step, but the runway is shrinking here and Sam Stoff's played excellent. You know, I think he, I think he's been great. And I think it's he has the number one job, it's his, to run with, in my mind, um, uh, unless he hits the skids. But we're, we're running out of games here, I think, to, to pass the torch. I think he's, he's gained the trust of not only the coaching staff because his ability to stay healthy and his performance is, is strong, but also the skaters in front of him. There was a really telling moment, um, that game that Murray backed out of with the, the sore ankle and Samsonov was kind of thrust into action, where Morgan Raleigh said, he's our guy in relation to Samsung, And mm. until that point, the, the, the kind of company line from all the players was, we don't care who's in that. We have faith in both, both guys. And maybe it was just something that slipped out. But the fact that he said, Sammy's our guy, that,
1: that spoke a lot to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good pickup for sure. Yeah. The, that is a shift in a mindset. Yeah. Um, you know, so talking about mindsets. I'm curious, you know, we hear you, uh, we play a lot of clips on our show and you always ask great questions for Sheldon Keefe, often challenging ones. Yeah. What are you
0: doing? You're like, it's a partnership. You don't, have, <laughs> no, no, don't, no. don't, don't ask them tough questions.
1: <laughs> Do you get any sort of pushback? Is it, how's your relationship with, uh, with Keefer after pushing him sometimes? <laughs>
5: Um, uh, i like to think that we're, that we're good. good. But there, I, I would, might need two hands to talk to account the number of times I've irked him yeah. with a question. <laughs> um, I, I know you guys play that. It's getting redundant clips, <laughs> that, that came from one of my questions. So, <laughs> uh, but you know what? I, I really like him as a guy. He yeah, doesn't, yeah. he he'll, he'll answer everything. Yeah. And I also like the the fact that, he 's honest, like you guys were talking about last night, the fact that he said i'm not reading into any this game because that was barely an NHL team i 'm paraphrasing, yes, but that's what he said, and i and I love that. I love that he didn't you know try to sugarcoat it. I think there's moments where he wants to say even more For and sure. bites his tongue because he sure. realizes. What, you know, writers like me, shows like you, your guys show. You know,
1: Sammy's
0: we'll waiting there with a clip button. Oh, no, no, he's, he's <laughs> saved. I, I think we would have got canceled by now if Sheldon didn't save our show with his, his honest his honest clips, his Kipper's Clippers. Can't, Can't confirm. Yes. <laughs> no, no, we've, uh, he's he's been great.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he should be fired if you ask me
0: that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. There's just, uh, just just at the ad, though, I mean, we do believe if if one goes, the other goes. Is there any scenario, Luke, you see that they make a general manager's change and keep Sheldon? No,
5: no, they're 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 tied at the hip. Yeah. Okay. And I, I just wonder. I mean, I know Brendan's on good relations with the board and everything. I wonder if it if it's an embarrassing first round loss. If it even goes deeper, and I, that's not any knowledge I have. I just wonder if if they're they're just kind of. Think of it
0: brendan shanahan deeper yeah do
5: you think that's a possibility like if what what if they got swept or what if they lost in five and they took a step
0: back um the one thing that you can always not completely count on is any any city's reaction Mm -hmm. right so as if you're a if you're one of the board of directors and you think that you know if, if the changes can only come at at, uh, at one person's expense, or maybe two, and you don't know the hour of the fire, right? And like, I don't know. You're right. Could it go deeper at this point with the level of frustration uh, from Leaf fans and Leaf Nation? I wouldn't put. I wouldn't put it past uh, anything to happen.
1: Just yeah. win, baby. Right? Yeah, I just. I but I, 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 I think it's a long it.
0: shot, Luke. That that it would it would cost. Brendan Shanahan, his job this summer, uh, a first round uh, loss. That that to me is highly unlikely. Okay. Yeah. I'm not I'm not
5: calling for his head. I just wonder, like he Shanahan has has kind of hitched his wagon to to Dubis so firmly and been very loyal to him, and Dubas has been so loyal to keep. I just wonder, you know, at what at what point do you make the cut?
1: Yeah.
0: All right. You're not calling for his head on our no, show no, no. but you no. you'll you're saving it for uh, a a live press conference. <laughs> <laughs> right?
3: Keep up the good work, Luke. We appreciate oh, yeah. it buddy. There go, go, Luke. Don't give hey, listen. Don't give me a no, if, right. I hate this guy.
0: If, if <laughs> you uh if you need any equipment on your next press conference, I got a, a garage full for you. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Well, I mean, Physical equipment, I think. Yeah, physical equipment. (laughs) Shoulder pads, a helmet, a cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? If you need to go in there armed a little bit, uh, I'll I'll hook you up.
1: Elbows up. We'll kill that penalty for you. All right. Luke Fox. All right, Luke.
0: Thanks, buddy. Yeah, he does stand out in those press conferences.
1: does. Well, you know, and it's supposed to be, it's Toronto, there's all this media, but if everyone asks gentle questions, then it's not really that... You know, tough in media city.
0: Gentle show. No, we
1: don't want a gentle show. Help us up, bud. The next coach, hopefully, is long winded, too. I mean, for uh, next year. Did you, did you, do we even play the clip where Sheldon started to say that you expect better than that in the NHL? And then he's, he was going to say in an NHL game or from an <laughs> yeah, NHL let's team? Let's just listen to it. Sorry. Oh, we haven't played that yet no, today? Let's listen to it. it.
3: Well, we got a tired team in here on a back to back, and it's, you know, it, it, it's a team that's, you know, a team. I did not think the game had much life to it. You know? <laughs> yeah, so it's not not what you, not what you come to expect. Uh, you know, in, the, in terms of. <laughs> he's trying.
0: He's like, you know, oh, don't so kill Chicago. It's a don't game sh- that
3: we're happy to get through with two points.
1: <laughs> so
0: you oh my! God. We're g- that's a save. We got to
1: save that one. He, he was doing his best no, not, it's not what you to c- put down Chicago, but he
0: couldn't. Yeah, it's really not what you pay $200 <laughs> it's to see. not what you see. expect
1: from an
2: NHL. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> You're a diehard Leaf fan. You leave that game last night. You're still pissed. Like, I just watched. Yeah, sure, you got to see Matthew shoot out under the bar. Willie Neal scored a goal. But, like, you're like, holy
0: crap. Yeah,
1: compare, no one wants a good game. They That's what they want. They want to the win. You I don't know, to be honest. Compare
0: that game to the one a few Mondays ago with uh, Calgary and the Rangers. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like. Different sport. Like, no, different planet.
1: Yes. Yeah. It takes two to tango. You know, like, the, the Leafs brought the energy and played well. They, they just, just they, they were dancing knew pretty, themselves.
2: Like, I mean, they knew pretty... Hey, Exactly nine seconds into the match, they knew. Yeah. Willie scores, but. Blackhawks, yeah.
0: All right. Take a look around the league. What stood out last night, Dylan Larkin? Yeah. He's got nine points in five games since the All-Star break. And no new contract.
1: I had it proposed to me today. If you could get Larkin on the Bo Horvat contract, what do you think? And I have an easy answer. It depends what yours is, Kip.
0: I think it'll end up there. That number? Yes, or right right around that ballpark.
1: I mean, I love that. I would happily give that to Dylan Larkin. I think the way the salary cap is going over the next eight years, if you can have a number two centerman making eight and a half, who is a legitimate point per game, needle mover, hard-nosed guy, I love that. Very happy with that. So I don't know what he's asking Detroit for. Maybe I,
0: nine? I, I had I'd heard the uh the Barzell contract. Okay. And what do we have? at? Nine Is he
1: nine five, Barzell? I don't think
0: he's that high. Nine two five? Ballpark, yes.
1: I'm uh moments away from providing this answer, but it's taking longer than I had hoped. Where the hell are the islanders? Nine right? point Be one five. Nine point one
0: five. Yeah. So
1: I don't want to give him quite that, but which starts well, next
0: season, by the way. It, it, it it's apparent that uh, Steve Iserman doesn't want to give him that.
1: Yeah, I mean the idea that guys should sign a deal that are immediately bargains is not reality. I think, or not necessarily like Tage Thompson's deal. You know, you're like, you know, where was your agent on that one? Should he maybe held on, <laughs> pump the brakes a bit? <laughs> Yeah, that's a disaster. Well, now you're taking in, now you're Brad Marchand. You know, you're making six and a half when you're a heart Trophy guy for the next God knows how long. What's Thompson's deal just, for? Seven years? You, you just, like. You're a $12 million you, you, dollar guy immediately.
0: But you pissed away 15 maybe. at Right? What
1: like, do you mean you're saying, like, in a I'm couple of years? I'm just saying, just
0: with his extension. He's, oh, yeah. He's, he's, he, he's not a 7'5". 7'5". Or what five. is he, seven one.
1: Whatever, if it's around there, over seven years. What
0: was it, mean, What was? Uh, come on, I think quick was, fingers here. I think it
1: was seven. Tage Thompson. Tage's seven years. Seven years, and like
0: seven years, but how much? Seven point one. Seven forty-nine point nine 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 nine. When, like, that's like right now. He's he's lost twenty million dollars because he's not a seven. He's a nine.
1: I, I you know nine is even I don't know like nine and he's, a half he's third or fourth in the, was he fourth in the NHL in scoring he's yeah. twenty five he's six yeah. seven
0: just just to backtrack Probably a little bit 11. on on Dylan Larkin like this has guys the the Stephen Stamkos Iserman, Tampa Bay negotiation all over again mm-hmm. absolutely it, this is a complete blanket where you got a guy that. Really wants to stay, and he wants to get paid, and maybe to Stevie uh, Iserman's credit, he's like that. that the part that where you really want to stay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna challenge you for it, uh, and maybe save the team
1: half a million s-
0: 750
1: yeah,
0: a year. And I'd like to. Not, no, I'm not gonna pretend that doesn't
1: matter. That matters. So
0: here's the question. Team. Dylan Larkin Michigan guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever been out of the state. I don't think he's ever played a, a hockey game.
1: No, he only plays within the, the borders of
0: Michigan. Yes. So, will Dylan Larkin now leave Michigan for the first time in his life to go play hockey because he wants an extra 500,000 or 700,000 a year?
2: Seems Unlikely, doesn't it?
0: I mean, prob- unlikely.
2: Probably not. I mean, he said the best so, thing he ever had, did was play with Mitch Martin. Or so, somebody,
0: you know. C. V. Eiserman's going to try to save that five hundred to seven fifty a year.
1: You don't think there's any chance Detroit falls out of it enough by March third that they say pretty good? What's Dylan Larkin hey. worth at half a six point three million as a rental? Uh, a lot, <laughs> yeah, like a couple of firsts. And- they won four in
2: a row now, though they're you know they're within sniffing distance they really are within sniffing distance yeah. i was just looking
1: at this they're four points out of a playoff spot big
0: two points last yeah, night in Edmonton. with
1: many games in hand in fact if you go by by points percentage here if uh, i they they are way up there they're they're tied with the sabers they're in games played and everything so they're right there he does have an ntc for this year though he does he is a no move yeah, the only year on the uh, yeah should chat with him about that. No, he's not going. not going to trade him to Dallas. No, I know.
0: No. but he's, he's how about st- trading him, uh, renting him out, and then bringing him back? Yeah, I'm bringing him back. I'm waiting him. for
1: someone to do that. Someone who's like, I love the Red Wings. I want to be a Red Wing for life. We'll I'm going to let them turn me into two firsts, and I'm going back. I won't be two firsts for a retained Dylan Larkin. You don't think? Talking about Gavrikov being worth a first, a third, and a fourth, or whatever yeah. they're asking.
0: It's uh, rentals are a first and a prospect.
1: Okay. If I'm him, then
0: and, uh, I and, love the Red Wings. And if you know he's not staying.
1: Yeah. I'll go on a cup run with uh, whoever. Send me away. I'm coming back in the summer. If you agree, yeah. if you agree that in my next deal, that 500 or 700 we were talking about, I'm getting that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we we were at between eight and a half to nine. You give me the nine. I'll let you trade How me do first. You think,
2: who was the guy in the I, Sharks that like, Said they were like, We promise we'll give you all this money. Yes. And then he stunk and they gave him LeBanc, a million. The bank.
0: bank. How would that make you feel if you just, you absolutely knew a guy was coming in for just 30 games and he was going to just yeah. leave? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, well, you, you wouldn't say that. And I'm sure he'd like to win a Stanley Cup wherever he goes. He'd give you an effort, right? Going to run for the Leafs, take him to the second round, the, the promised land. <laughs> <laughs> and then, the head, and then head back to Detroit.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh Sammy, you got uh Euler possible trades. What are you yeah, thinking of? Borney had something that he was
1: Yeah. I had a guy send me uh a pr- Ooh, a, sing- a guy. I had a guy just a-, had a guy who knew a
0: guy.
1: Oh yeah, you know how you this talk stuff to goes. a guy. Yeah, this is now we're to the guy who's the gardener for whatever. All right. But the suggestion was just uh what would be enough to get Ekman Larson? He had he Not his- Ekman Larson. Or, Carlson. sorry, uh, Carlson out of San Jose. Oh, that's the guy
0: that uh, is in the cafeteria. Yeah. yeah, he asked me the same question. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, so, the, the the thought was a first, a first, a second, Yamo and Barry, and you get Carlson at $7 million.
0: A first, a first. A second. A second.
1: Yamamoto and Barry, and you get a $7 million Carlson. So, they're retaining four? Yeah. So, you're looking at for forty percent or whatever that is retained on Carlson. If you're the Oilers, do you do, do you make a move that significant?
0: Uh yes. Yeah, I'm I'm the Oilers, yes.
1: Carl's, Carlson Carlson at seven million. What if is I'm the owner of really the really seven times four, right? Yeah.
0: What
2: if
1: I'm the owner of the San Jose Sharks? And I'm saying you're giving me two firsts and a second, and I get this this guy off my books, you know, I'm only paying yeah. four now. For sixteen
0: I gotta eat sixteen million. You
1: gotta eat sixteen million to buy yourself two firsts and a second. Barry and Yammo, whatever. I that, want. I'd want. I'd
2: want a better process. I want. Uh, if I. would rather not Yamamoto. See, Someone first better. of all,
0: I. I need a body back uh, that I, I could. Can I interest Barry you in one slightly used? Yes, he pulled a Yarvey. I, I need no. youth, right? I need youth. Okay. Can That's I give you Bouchard I or? Uh, I think it's going to take a Bouchard yeah. or a Broberg. Yeah. Yeah, I need, I need a yeah, someone a blue who's closer chip. to
1: being able to play. A blue chip.
0: Yeah. But.
1: But like Carlson,
0: I think I think seven's a really good number. Oh, Eric Carlson is like, seven. Like, think about like now. Envision, but I'd be shopping that around. Envision now yeah, that, that uh, Carlson ends up winning the Norris on a bad San Jose team. And he's UFA. How many teams would run to sign him Just at 7, seven times, million oh times 4? Every single team in the league. All right. So that's all you need to know yeah. is that the Oilers would love Carlson and willing to take a chance at 7 times 4 for him. Oh my God, and and yes. listen, this is after physicals. This is after, once again, uh, checking under the hood, making sure the, uh, the foot and the mm. ankle uh is okay
1: you've also made the best point though that he has a no trade in edmonton no disrespect to edmonton itself but not it's not san jose
0: well there's a wife involved family members you don't just trade yourself there
1: impacts on uh, decisions they have a few (laughs) i don't know if you've uh
0: been leaned uh, on by you know i'm not sure they partner they want to start their car with a with a block heater You don't want to have a heated driveway, (laughs) (laughs)
1: kid? Didn't Connor take
0: a lot
2: of heat for his heated driveway? Which is
1: the most ridiculous thing ever. Rich guy gets a heated driveway in Edmonton. If I was rich, I'd just have a (laughs) flamethrower. That's what I would do. Torching (laughs) off the driveway? Yeah.
0: All right. uh, Part of my article today, uh, Mm -hmm. I did talk to somebody uh, who, you know. Cafeteria? Yeah, outside the cafeteria. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Timo Meyer and the Winnipeg Jets.
1: Hmm.
0: and the fact that there's going to be tremendous turnover moving forward. And where do they want to go with Shifley? We know Wheeler's done uh, after next year. So is Shifley. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois would like in a perfect world not to uh, sign his qualifying offer next year and preferably be moved this summer. He'll be gone this summer. So, 100%, right? Timo Meyer may be one of those guys where, if you can trade for him and bring him in, it gives you a better chance to to get him long term. If you hit his number, than it would be bidding. Oh yeah, uh, with other teams as a UFA.
1: Are teams going to be allowed to discuss anything with Meyer and his camp before the, a trade?
0: That would be whether whether it's allowed or not allowed is irrelevant. Okay, it will happen. Of course, yeah. is that, does that answer your question? It does.
2: I can tell you, Timo Meyer's agent, whoever it is, he's he's fielding texts and calls about it. Yeah,
1: that's the, w- like if if Winnipeg says, you know, we're not. No one's choosing Winnipeg necessarily. Not many people are. If we tell his agent, we'll do eight times. Like he nine. is
0: eligible to sign right now, is he not? Yeah, he's got. His, yes, his contract runs out.
1: Yeah, at the end of the year,
0: you're allowed to sign 12 months out of your uh, contract uh, expiring, whether you are RFA or UFA. They, they, I, I would imagine that conversation has to happen and an agreement for for you to go get Timo Meyer. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't give him up to watch him walk out the door again.
1: You're right watching where winnipeg is at you're about to be without well wheeler for sure dubois for sure like shifley maybe and we can maybe not We uh,
0: probably there, not. there's probably a few debating whether or not timo meyer would fall into the Bo horvat uh dylan larkin eight and a half oh, right geez, i
1: have him above that but yeah
0: you have him above that okay yeah, yeah but not so significantly he, so he, even if winnipeg has to overpay yeah. half a million or seven hundred and fifty thousand and take them to nine and a half, the Canada, or tax. even ten. Yeah. You may have to because you, you're Winnipeg, Edmonton. They're challenged to hey, get it's, go UFA's.
1: It's hard in Canada, it is. It's hard. Yeah, you outside got, of
0: Toronto and maybe Vancouver, yeah. there there are challenges to to attract UFA's.
1: And I think people can, I I hopefully take that without it being a slight. The taxes are higher and it's colder. And there's pressure. And there's pressure. It's not, you know.
2: Listen, you asked me, like, hey, you want to go play in San Jose
0: where flops the rink every day and no one cares?
2: Well, that sounds pretty good. (laughs) I'll do my best.
0: (laughs) The the reason why Matthew Kachuk is no longer a Calgary Flame is because he did not want to be in Canada. Fair enough. You want to be
2: in Florida where it's warm. Say
0: it. Sure. Yes. Do you remember when we had his dad on? Yes. And he mentioned that "Uh, customs. uh," (laughs) That's the way. (laughs) Is that your best Keith impression? (laughs) Takachi. By by the way, uh, Timo Meyer's agent, Claude Lemieux. There you go. Yeah. Hmm. So, but
1: it's reality. Yeah. And they don't want to lose their luggage. Also, that you know the it's it's an interesting mindset though. You talk about like the lack of pressure. Like some people believe. You know, they are superstars and they want that pressure. It'll make them celebrities. They like the attention. There are certain people drawn to that. Finding those people can be hard, but I kind of feel like Austin Matthews is that. And that should be encouraging for Leafs fans that I think he likes this, right? I don't think he wants to be somewhere no one's paying attention to you. Eh, All right
4: i'm here all day i
0: guess don't get me in trouble here <laughs> <laughs> the show's ending i asked a simple it's question it's all good all marks uh sorrows
2: tonight yeah
4: what
0: do you think
2: i'm i just like watching the bruins and tampa just scouting just you know i'm pouring over the tape did
0: you uh play my app next rewards Kimberly, yesterday yes i did i played it nonstop. i am rich <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm running in your pockets, buddy. Okay, he's living so, in your jeans. We buddy. went
0: from the NFL, which was our you know like one, once a week you can play it to like NHL hockey, which every night you can play up to four games. Guess what?
2: Guess what I'm doing tonight?
0: Grinding four, on next
1: four, four games at once. <laughs> four is games too at many. once. It's just yeah. like
0: well, I, now I'm doing the math and like. Uh, I could give away, a, like, a free cup of coffee every night. Every
1: night to every player. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so don't all download it at once, please.
2: Uh, yeah, so I would say Boston-Nashville is the best. I guess Florida-Washington. Kind of some... It's a bit of a poo-poo platter of games tonight. Not a ton of great ones, I wouldn't say. Detroit-Calgary, no. two teams fighting for playoff position. Good jersey matchup there. A lot of red. I'm, uh...
1: I'm on the telly tonight. Oh, nice. He's featuring David Pasternak. Uh, we'll have a bit on him. He is leading the NHL in one-timers this year. Uh, and just just out of first and one-time goals. So we're going to have a little package on Pasternak taking one tees. UC Saro's best goalie in the NHL by uh, goals saved above expected. All mark number two. So the best goalies going head-to-head uh, in the league tonight. Is Nashville out of it? Yeah, Nashville's actually not just out of it. They're bad.
0: So what do you do with uh, oh now stars. we're talking.
1: That's a that's a
2: good carcass to pick at. That's a Ooh. sexy one.
1: Yeah, there's there's meat. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness.
2: To, to pick from that one, a couple of if you're the, talking
1: the, the Leafs fans, hyenas. Can, well,
2: I mean, if we are talking about a guy, right? I would trade knives for. Eckholm is at the top. If angry of that
1: yesterday list. is like, yeah, he lumbers around a little. I was like, amazing, yes! <laughs> so lumber like, to me. Bring him in <laughs> We here. need a lumber. Bring me the lumberjack. He's got a beard. I want him. <laughs> all right just like that good show today boys we're out of here yeah go team
0: thank you to jim ralph thank you to luke fox sportsnet.ca how about tonight uh you, you got the double header you got to stay till 1 a.m or are you good for just uh, an early game hockey Central and gone my man uh, good for See you. you later all right yep. Thanks to all of you for watching, listening, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube channel, Sportsnet Now. We love bringing it to you every day, weekly, on The Real Kipper and Bourne Show. We're back tomorrow. Give us a rating and review if you can. A thumbs up on YouTube. See you tomorrow.